1: got a witness to this so uh, if you ever really question whether I'm telling you the truth I can put you in contact with Terry Ladder, and he will verify this story. Uh, Terry and I were pleased and honored to go to an EVUSA meeting in Dallas several years ago now and uh, Brother Chris Thompson was leading that meeting but he had Brother Greg there. And Brother Greg was praying over people and began to move in the prophetic and uh, I've been in this so long that I was on the back wall with my arms crossed. Yeah I've seen I've seen this before and uh then he called me up, and it was scary because he was so clear. He's one of the most clear prophetic voices I've ever, ever experienced. I want you to hear me this morning. I need you to understand where I'm at. We value, I want us to value the prophetic. The prophetic voice of God, you can trace it all through scripture. It was it was paramount to the children of Israel, all the way up through the New Testament, of, of them being able to, to walk in obedience surrender the Lord. They had to be able to hear the Lord. and So some people are scared of the prophetic. I usually discover that the people that are scared of the prophetic, for those that are trying to hide stuff, but uh, <laughs> word. <laughs> uh, but I want us as a body to place extreme value on all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And in these days we definitely need Prophetic voice, and so it just so happened that we were able to work it out uh, why he agreed to leave Hawaii to come to this. I, I just don't know, but uh, Brother Greg and his wife, Miss Joan, they oversee uh, all of our works in Hawaii and Alaska. Talk about fire and ice. There you go, and uh, and they uh, they're so um, integral to uh, what we do here. And a lot of the students that are coming from those areas come to our church, and we're pleased to have them too. But uh, we're just thankful this morning to have a prophetic voice in our midst. And so I want you to give a huge Passion Church welcome as he comes to deliver the word this morning. Would you give it up for Pastor Greg Hood, his wife Joan, this morning as they uh, come to minister. And he's been sick, by the way, so would you just pray. Uh, Let's just do this. We'll just pray for you right now. Father, we just pray for brother Greg right now and I know he's been fighting this cold for weeks now and I just pray that while he's speaking that you would touch him and as he's delivering your word for us I just pray that something would happen in his life and that he would feel complete and total healing and restoration to his body give his voice strength I pray give him the stamina he needs and we give you the glory for accomplishing that in Jesus name amen come on and minister this morning brother Greg thank you brother hallelujah
0: Aloha, uh, or aloha. Uh, it's good to be with you guys this morning. It's good to see my bishop back there and his queen. And I, didn't, I didn't know you were here today, brother. I'm a little intimidated every time. You know, when you get around a preacher's preacher, it's a little bit, you know, you get a little uh, get a little shaking a, a little bit this morning. But uh, in all seriousness, Bishop Thompson, I'm so honored that you're here today just a friend, he's like a father to me in the faith and in life and I'm so thankful for he and Sister Betty and all they poured into us and, and their Hawaii grandkids and uh, they've helped us look after them for uh, a couple years now up here and hopefully we'll be sending a whole lot more up and so praise God, good to see the Balañoses today uh, praise God you're here, amen we're trying to get you there Amen. They help us in Hawaii, and they've been a traveling and itinerating here, and uh, we're just so thankful for the Bolañosas and what they are doing and what they will do in the Pagreum District, uh, in the Hispanic ministry. We're just so thankful for them, and thankful to have my wife here with me this morning. Stand up, good-looking. Let everybody see you. She's broadcasting, so folks in Hawaii can see you all this morning. Amen. <coughs> Hallelujah. Glad to have her. Glad to have our. Sons, Micah and Aaron here And uh, I think join me May be here somewhere uh, She's not here yet She's Where's she at? Oh there she is, she was fashionably late I heard <laughs> Glad she's here this morning, praise the Lord And Steve, what an honor to be with you and Julie Man, we just so thankful for you And your friendship And what God's using you to do In the church and uh, Not just here in Oklahoma City, but in the church as a whole And uh, so thankful to have you. Would you stand with me for just one moment? Hallelujah. I'm going to move out of the lights where I can kind of see you for a second. Let's just lift our hands to the Lord. Father, we're here this morning because of you. And Lord, we just want to hear from you today. We want to know your voice. We want to, Lord, hear you clearer than we've ever heard you before in our life. Father, we just thank you today that all the junk is out of the way today. We lay it at your feet. Lord, as we've sung this morning, God, we we just surrender it all. We know, Lord, that you're a God of new days. You're a God of new moments. You're a God of new life. So this morning, Father, we just thank you, God, today that the slate is wiped clean. And this year is going to be a year, dear God, that has been greater than others, Lord. It's going to going to go further than we've ever gone. We just decree that this morning, Lord. And Father, we thank you today. We give you praise and honor and glory this morning, Father, for the newness of life that you're bringing to us, Lord, the newness of life that you're bringing to Passion Church, the newness of life that you're bringing to our nation. So Father, thank you this morning for your goodness. We position ourselves today, God, to hear what you're saying to us. The so Holy Spirit, speak, speak to us today that we may know what our Father's designed for us to do in a greater way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Look at someone this morning and say, God's very intentional. <clears throat> Hallelujah. This is one of the words that God's given me this, this year. I try to do what a lot of people do, uh, you know get aside with the lord at the end of the year and repent from all the places i missed it and then ask god what are you saying for next year how can we how can we better partner with you in the advancement of your kingdom and so i, I did that this year as well god gave me several words but this one word stuck out to me and it was the word intentional and i felt like holy spirit was saying <coughs> that the Father is going to be very intentional in our lives this year. And for us to be very intentional as well. And that God was going to bring us into a place, Steve, that we were going to be able to hear, to know, and to discern His voice as a body in a better way. So I really feel like this morning that one of the things that God is saying to this house too is that He's going to open your ears and enable you to hear better what He's saying to you. How I many you know it's, it's a lot better not having to run to everybody else to hear what God's saying? God wants to speak to you too. Amen? And for your personal life and for your family and for what God has called you to do and what He's called you to participate in in the body of Christ, He wants you to be able to hear and to witness what He's saying. Amen? Now, I want to just give you some scriptures. I just want to put a... Uh, What's some the things they put on movies or, you know, what do you call them? Not a preview, a, a warning. Yeah, a warning. This is not going to be rated R today, but I want you to know just I am an equal opportunity offender. So, uh, what I may, I may say a few things this morning that may be outside of your boundaries in some different areas. But I just want you to know that I feel like today that I'm bringing you the word of the Lord. And however you see... The church, the state of the church, or however you see the state of the nation, or however you lean politically, I don't want to touch on those things this morning, but I do know God's doing some things in our nation. And I do know that God's doing some things in our church as a as a denomination and as a local body. So I, as I prayed and sought the Lord, I, I'm going to give you some things this morning that I really feel that the Holy Spirit is saying to us, And so just don't be offended, amen, if I don't speak according to your political platform or your, uh, you know, maybe some of your beliefs may be challenged today. Just hear the Lord and discern. And if you've discerned that what I'm saying is rubbish, then just throw it away and enjoy your lunch, amen? But I do believe that I'm bringing you something today that Holy Spirit is saying to the church. And in saying that, I believe today that God is giving our nation a window. Everybody say window. He's giving our nation a window to begin to correct some things. And I just want you to know today that the world and secular society is not going to be able to correct it. It's the church. And this election, a lot of, a lot of believers are excited about this new president coming in. And, you know, a lot of people are saying this is going to make America better His slogan was even, we're going to make America great again. But I want you to look past that, and I want you to look into the responsibility of the church. Everybody say the church. Now, Mr. Trump is not the answer to our nation. The Republican Party is not the answer to our nation. God has poured upon our nation a measure of mercy. For the church to come into alignment with heaven to be able to step through this window and to begin to bring some things into alignment in our nation that God desires to be in alignment in our nation that he can bring us into another great awakening. I just happen to believe that God's not done with America. I believe that God's not done with Oklahoma. Amen. And I believe God's not done with your families and I know there's a lot of people out there that are prophesying gloom and doom and this is the end of the world we've been preaching that for about two thousand years and I believe we are in the end times don't misunderstand me I do believe Jesus is coming back but I believe when he comes back we shouldn't be looking up he should slip up on us because we're working amen and I believe that in our nation right now in this moment of time that God has given us a window as the church to begin to allow God to be very intentional in what He is doing in our nation so we can see a great harvest reaped for the kingdom of God. Amen? Now, this word intentional, I I like words, but sometimes, you know, I'm originally from Mississippi, if you can't tell, and I need definitions sometimes to help me understand exactly what's being said. This word intentional, it means to be done by intention. That just sounds pretty elementary, doesn't it? But it also means to be done by design. To be done by design. How many know that you were designed by God? Psalms chapter 139 tells us that you are fearfully and you are wonderfully made. There's nobody else like you. You're very unique. Come on, somebody. Amen. And God's intentionality in your life is not going to be Him coming in and doing something that's contrary to what He's made you to be. It's going to actually be by the design that He has created you in and the purpose that He's created you for. So in this year, the intentionality of God is going to begin to stir up who you are and stir up what He's called you to do in spite of your In spite of your weaknesses, in spite of the things in your life that seem to trip you up, God's going to begin to cause the inherent design in your life to begin to shine forth above and beyond those things that you've been weak in so far. That's a good place to say amen. Amen. I need that in my life. And God's going to begin to be very intentional in His design for the church, which means He's bringing us from a place of immaturity into a place of maturity. And we understand some of you are in that transition even now as college-age students and young people. But whenever there is a, a, a step from that immature life into a mature place, it just rips a lot of stuff out of you. It demands of you. Amen? Maturity demands of you. You have to act different than you acted before. You have to speak different than you spoke before. You have to handle your business different than you handled it before. When you're a mature man, when you're you're grown, you, you can't run to mom and daddy to handle your business for you. You've got to handle your own business. Amen. And God's bringing us into a place to where in past seasons we have drawn off of other people for our strength, for words, for For encouragement and those types of things but God is bringing his church into a place to where we don't necessarily have to draw from others for survival but we will draw off others for power and we'll begin to come together as one unit and one body to display God's glory in the earth are you with me so far intentional it means deliberate (coughs) to deliberately do something intentional means purposeful purposely set the word intentional means to know purpose or knowing purpose here's what I feel in the spirit that there's a lot of light bulbs that are getting ready to come on in people's lives concerning who God has called them to be and there's an activation in the body of Christ because church we're in a moment in a season of time historically that God is getting ready to speed things up like they've never been sped up before and He wants you to be a participant in those things. Amen? He wants you to be a participant in those things. Knowing purpose, it means plan. Now I love this word that defines intentional. I don't know how it got in here but it is part of it. You can look it up but the word intentional means weighed. To have a weight or to be weighed in a way that an engineer would design something that all the weight is distributed perfectly so that the thing that is being designed could function in its intent so God is going to begin to bring a balance to the church and I want you to hear me this morning there's a lot of shifting that's going to start taking place in the church in the local church people are going to be shifted from this place to that place from this place to that place and it may be in places that you've been functioning before you become very comfortable in doing so but God is going to begin to shift you in other places to where he can maximize who you are and his design in your life so don't say wait a minute pastor don't move me I've been here long enough God does not God is not concerned in this season about your tenure or your experience but God is moving in you, you into places to where he created you purposefully and intentionally to function. So get ready for shift. Get ready for shift. Get ready for change. Even our church as a whole, our denomination as a whole, God is going to begin to shift us. And it's going to look like he put us in a can and shook us up and poured us out. But it's by design, it's God's intentionality that God is bringing into place because He saying, now is the time now is the season that I'm calling you, that I'm using you that I'm bringing you into your purpose hallelujah means weighed made, given (coughs) look at this intentional means done with full awareness of what one is doing how many know God's not trying to figure this thing out he's got it figured out He knows the end from the beginning, not just in our lives, but in the mass scheme of things in His creation and the number of days that He's designed for this thing to go on until the coming of His Son, amen? So God is doing what He's doing, knowing what He's doing, being intentional and very fully aware of what He's doing. And God is asking you to raise your faith level to a place that you can participate with him in what he is doing from a standpoint of partnership and not just someone who's being pulled along as a dependent. I know you're smiling at me. I can't see you for the lights, but I know you're smiling. Amen. I want to give you a couple scriptures. scriptures. We're going to bounce around a little bit this morning. This is I know I'm not preaching like Pastor Steve does. This is not a sermon series or three points today and all that nice stuff that he does. I wish I could do that, but I don't. But God highlighted some scriptures for me that I want to give you and bring some things out of. The first one is out of the book of Ezekiel chapter 17. (coughs) Excuse me. Ezekiel chapter 17. (coughs) We may just use the verse 1. We may use the others too. But it says here, now the word of the Lord came into me saying, Son of man, propound a riddle and speak a parable to the house of Israel. Say, we'll just read on. Say, this says the Lord God, a great eagle with great wings, long pinions and full of plumage and many colors uh, came to Lebanon and took away the tops of the cedars. He plucked off the treetops or the topmost of the young twigs and brought them into the land of the merchants. He set them in the city of traders. He also took some of the seed of the land and he planted it into fertile soil. He took it beside abundant waters and he set it like a willow. Then, he, then it sprouted and became low, spreading vines and its branches turning towards him. But, but its roots remained under it. So, so it became a vine and it yielded shoots and it set out branches. I believe this is a description of the church in this next new in this in this new year of 2017. Now, <clears throat> I know that you hear a lot of people, you know, say this year's going to be better than next year, and it winds up being one of the worst years you ever had in your life. You know, I heard I, I've heard that and and I've heard contrary to that as well and I heard a lot of people saying 2017, I mean, 16 was going to be this wonderful, prosperous, glorious year that we were going to have. But I want you to know, I, I think hell burped in 2016 came up. Because it was a rough year. Amen. It was a rough year. But what God was telling us in 2016 was to begin to drive stakes in the ground and begin to claim territory. And you don't usually go in. And stake territory that's not occupied by enemy. Amen? So we've been through some places in 2016, in, in, in the Jewish calendar, it was the year of the Vav or the year of the stake. And we did that. We began to put some stakes in the ground and begin to decree some things that we believe that God was wanting us to begin to take land for. But God is saying this year we're going to begin to step into those things that we staked out in 2016. So some of the things that you've been believing God for, some of the things that you walked through last year, you're going to see the manifestation of it in this year. But in order to do that, you're going to need to know the voice of the Lord. He's not going to deliver it to your doorstep. You're going to have to be able to hear and discern His voice. 2017, I believe, Holy Spirit is going to enable us to hear the voice of the Lord in a clearer way than we've ever heard him before so that his intentionality in our life can begin to be manifested and we can partner with him. Verse 1 says, the word of the Lord, it came to me. Hallelujah. You know, one thing I love about Jesus, he's the word. Amen? He's the word. And there's some people say, well, God's not speaking to me. God's silent. No, God's always speaking because he's the word. The Word is always saying something. Amen? And He's he's speaking to us. And God is bringing His Word to your life. I encourage you this year, make time. Be very intentional in your time that you sit with the Lord and you begin to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. Don't do all the talking. Listen. Write it down. Make it plain that you can begin to run with what God says to you. (coughs) It said here, Son of Man, propound a riddle and speak a parable to the house of Israel turn real quickly over to the book of Matthew Matthew chapter 13 Matthew chapter 13 Jesus speaks in parables a lot doesn't he look what it says here verse 10 and the disciples came to him and said to him why do you speak to them in parables and Jesus answered them To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. The reason that God speaks to us ways that he doesn't speak to other people is because he doesn't want other people to know what he's saying. So we're going to have to discern the voice of the Lord and discern what God is saying. And not just leave our times of prayer and our times of fellowship or hearing a prophet speak and say what in the world was he saying but we're able to grasp what God is saying and I want you to know God wants to talk to you God wants to speak to you and it's not just about what we would think ministry things I want you to understand understand that, that all parts of life are ministry amen but God wants to begin to speak to some of you about your businesses I really do believe that this is going to be a year of increase financially for us and not just because you can say, whoo, I can pay the bills. No, that's not, that's not it. God blesses his people, the scripture says, so that he can establish his covenant in the earth. There's going, to be a, there's going to be a harvest in 2017 that is going to be reaped like never before. You need to get ready. You need to get ready because God's going to use you to bring people in the kingdom. Amen. He's going to put people in front of you. He's going to bring people in your businesses. He's going to bring people across your path, into your school, into your home. You're going to meet them in Walmart. You're going to meet them at the gas station. And Holy Spirit is going to want people that have ears to hear and say, that one's looking for me. Would you bring him into the barn? And you're able to hear what God says and speak what God says to begin to bring in the harvest. There's such fulfillment that we're going to see in 2017 in our own lives the scripture says in verse 3 it says uh, a great eagle <coughs> with great wings long pinions full of plumage of many colors came out of Lebanon and took away the tops of the cedars he plucked off the the, the topmost of the young twigs and he brought them into the land of merchants he said it he, and he said it in the city of traders <coughs> excuse me I really feel like Holy Spirit is telling me that financially, business-wise, economically, our nation, we need to begin to prepare ourselves for things that have left our nation to begin to come back into our nation financially. And that things that have been capped off, and praying over Oklahoma, praying over this state before coming here, I really felt like that the Holy Spirit said that the oil industry in this state is going to begin to boom again and that people in his church people who are in his kingdom but need to begin to prepare themselves and look into these things to position themselves to be able to reap the financial and the economic benefits of what god's getting ready to release in this state not only with oil but also with gas there is a great economic boom that God's getting ready to bring. And don't wait till he gets here to be able to try to get in on it. Don't try to get in on anything. Position yourself for God to bring to you and bring through you those things that he wants to bring through you to bless you so that his kingdom can advance in the earth. Does that make sense? So God's going to begin to bring things back into our nation. He's saying here, he, and He set them in the city of traders, God's going to begin to birth through you. Some of you in here, you've been dreaming about business. You've been dreaming about starting something. There's something in in you that's been saying. You know, I'm ready, to. I want to do this, this thing is in me I feel like i got a, uh, an invention or I feel like I've got a business that I want to do the Lord's saying to go ahead and start begin even now to start making those plans to birth those things because we're coming into a season of great economic blessing for kingdom expansion are you with me? like I said this is not a three point sermon to you today go to Exodus real quick chapter 33 there's something else we're going to begin to see in our lives Exodus chapter 33 verse 17 it says the Lord said to Moses I will also do this thing of which you have spoken for you have found favor in my sight and I have known you by name you may read that and say oh that's a pretty scripture but when I read that I get very excited number one it tells me here that God knows me and he knows me by name. The scripture also tells us that he has a hair on our head numbered. You don't have to count too high with mine, John. But he knows them. Amen. Right? He knows you. He's a personal God. <clears throat> that also lets me know that not only does God know how many hair are on my head. And he knows me by name. But God knows the things about me that I don't want anybody else to know. And God knows the things about me that I want everybody else to know. And God still wants to use me. Isn't that good? See, I believe that the currency that the church is going to get this year to spend, our new currency this year is mercy. I won't say that one more time. I don't think you got that. The new currency that God's giving us to spend the new currency that God's going to begin to use among us is mercy. We're going to give mercy and we're going to begin to receive mercy. We've moved a lot. We've depended a lot on our gifts. We've depended a lot on, you know, the demonstration of signs and wonders and miracles and all those things are still going to be there. But we're entering into a season where God is going to require us to release mercy into the lives of those that we deal with and therefore mercy will be released back into our lives to be who we're called to be. Mercy, you're going to begin to hear mercy a lot this year from a lot of different places. So just keep your ears open spiritually and when you begin to hear things about mercy, begin to perk up and know, yeah, this is the word of the Lord for us this year. We're to give mercy and we're to get mercy. Amen? Amen. It's going to be a new currency for us. Not only does he know me by name, but look what he says. <clears throat> he says, I, you have found favor in my sight. 2017 is going to be a year of open doors. One of the prayer points that we pray throughout Acts today and throughout the Pacific Rim District with our ministers and our local churches is that we pray that God would give us open doors. You know what that means? That means there's going to be favor released in your life. You know what favor is? Let me give you my redneck definition. Favor is this. When people who normally don't like you start to like you. And people who normally don't notice you start to notice you. God's going to begin to bring favor with you in His sight. And when you have favor with Him, He causes there to be favor with man. So, don't be afraid to walk through doors. And this is something that I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, Steve, in ministry, is that some of us in ministry, we're going to have to begin to shift because if we're going to have one foot in ministry, we'll have one foot in other parts of, of life, whether it's business or whether it's education or arts or entertainment or whatever one of those other mountains may be. I'm hearing the Lord say that He's bringing us out of our hiding places and our comfortable places that we may engage the world where they are. So don't be afraid to make shifts in your life and don't be afraid to begin to allow God's favor and God's mercy to open doors for you in areas that you may think outside your box. Amen. <coughs> there's another scripture, Exodus chapter 33 and verse 17. Then Moses said in verse 18, I pray you, show me your glory. See, God said, you found favor, I know you by name. And Moses said, that's all good, that's all well, that's talking about you, Lord, but I need your glory. I need your glory. And guys, when we press into the Lord, we're going to begin to see deposits of His glory released in our life in ways we've never seen it before I believe this is the year of the supernatural how many you know that the supernatural makes Christians uncomfortable doesn't make the world uncomfortable makes us uncomfortable, why? I really don't know, I just think well I don't know, I'll tell you what I think but it may be wrong <laughs> but we're signs and wonders people we're miracle people Jesus said, great works have I done, but greater works shall you do because I go to the Father. Amen. We should be in a place where we're looking for miracles. Where we're looking for places to minister by the Spirit of the Lord and bring healing and bring deliverance and bring God's glory. Amen. (coughs) I believe 2017, God is going to present to us opportunities in magnificent ways to bring His glory into the earth like it's never been before. And the glory of God is not just the cloud that settles in the building, right? No, the the, the word glory, it means the weightiness of His presence. The heaviness of his presence, God, is going to begin to demonstrate, God, guys, we're in a place, we're in a good place right now. We're in a great place right now to see revival and awakening come to our nation and our cities. But God is demanding that we participate with him. All right, let me give you another Go to Psalms 18 real quick. How I many know prophecy is conditional? Right? God speaks things over your life, saying, Whoa, he's got me out of this one. No, he takes your participation. Amen. And if you obey God and you walk after what he says, you're going to see those things happen. But if you say, if you don't do what God says, do, those things aren't going to happen. Amen. God's will, He wants it to happen, but He needs your participation as well. Verse 17 of Psalms 18, look what he says. It says, he delivered me from the strong enemy and from those who hated me, for, for they were too mighty for me. I believe this year there's going to be a great deliverance in our lives personally. Some of us in the church, there are things that we've been warring against and we've been fighting against for many years in my life they've been hurdles that we haven't been able to jump they've been enemies that we've not been able to defeat there've been things that we've not been able to overcome and you've told yourself well i guess i just got to live with this and the lord's saying no i'm going to deliver you from the strong enemy this year I'm going to bring you out from places that you've been stuck in. I'm going to bring healing and deliverance in your life to where the enemy has been stealing, killing, and destroying in you. That 2017, if you will participate with God's intentionality and be intentional yourself, God will cause your enemies to be put under your foot. You'll be able to walk around and say, I'm free from something that I've been bound with for years. This thing I've been warring against, this thing that's been in my family, this thing that's been tormenting my, my business or my, my life, that thing is gone. It's dead, it's under my feet. God's saying, I'm gonna deliver you from the strong enemy. <coughs> Amen. There are weak enemies. There's some that just popped their head up in their aggravation. You can deal with those. But there's some that have seemed stronger than we. Even though we know that we're strong in the Lord and the power of His might. And he said, from those who hated me. Now listen to this. This may not apply to all of you, but for some of you. There's some of you in this room today that are in leadership positions and that are in business. And there's some people that have been actually intentional on seeing that you don't accomplish your assignment." There have been people that the enemy has used to make sure that you do not fulfill what God has called you to do. And the Lord says he's pulling those people down this year. That he's going to be very intentional to open the gate and to open the way for you to begin to walk into what God has called you to. Now don't you pull them down. You let Holy Spirit do those things. Amen. Don't walk in and say, Hi, God said your days are numbered. You're done. You're finished the fires of hell are coming up under your feet to bring you home no, don't do that, amen don't do that, let God work it out, you stay faithful and you release mercy we need to pray for mercy and not judgment, amen so he says here from those who have hated me <coughs> for they were too mighty for me some of you have been avoiding some things, because you know the battle has been will be too hard God's just going to take care of it for you. This is where some of the sovereignty of God is going to begin to be manifested in your life. He's coming in. He's going to say, uh, just sit down for a second. I got this one. Hey Amen. I got this one. This is the season. This thing's been mouthing off too long. It's been bothering you too long. he has been bullying you too long. I've got this one. I, I'm going to deal with it. Just sit down and enjoy. See, a lot of times when, 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 a, when a fight comes up, We go to fast and and pray Don't fast and pray during battles. Don't fast and pray during battles. You need to fast and pray before the battle. Amen. What are we supposed to do when the enemy comes after us? The scripture tells us he prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemy. So when the battle's going on, just eat something. Hallelujah. Just sit down and eat. Why? That that shows us that, that we're not concerned and worried about this enemy that is raging against us we know that daddy's got this thing we know that he's moving on our behalf and he says i'm preparing a table for you in the midst of your enemies your enemies are going to see you sitting down and eating and enjoying whenever you're supposed to be frustrated and undone and fearful and afraid he's going to see you enjoying what i've prepared for what does that tell us? It tells us that God when he when he delivers us from our enemy, he's not bringing us out of the enemy's sight. He's bringing us out of the enemy's reach. And in 2017, there're going to be a lot of times you're going to say God just hide me from the enemy. And God says, "No, I'm going to bring you out of his reach. He's not going to be able to reach you, but you're going to be able to you're going to, he's going to have to be tormented himself to watch you enjoy what I'm bringing you." So don't gauge 2017 by what you went through in 2016. Two totally different years. Amen. This is going to be a great year. Okay, I got to hurry up. Hallelujah. Oh, it's early. It's only 7:20. Amen. I thought I was running low on time. I want you to go to Obadiah. Obadiah. Y'all forgot he was in the Bible, didn't? Obadiah. Now, if you look at if you look at the book of Obadiah, it's a very short one, and you know when you look at it, you see God humbling Edom and God dealing with Esau. And when when the Holy Spirit brought this scripture to me, I will read it to you. Then I want to say something to you for just a second. But it wasn't so much about what we were. As it was how we dealt with someone else. Now, verse 17 it says, You notice all these have verse 17s, right? But but on Mount Zion there will be those who escape, and it will be, and it will be holy. And the house of Jacob will possess their possessions. Some translation says, will possess their inheritance. And the house of Jacob will be a fire, and the house of Joseph a flame. And the house of Esau will be a stubble, and <coughs> excuse me, and they will set them on fire and consume them, so that there will be no survivors from the house of Esau, for the Lord has spoken it. Now, you look at the previous verses, and we won't read all those today, but one of the things that I got from that whenever I was reading about us possessing our inheritance is that we cannot afford to mock our brother when he's going through something when you see your brother going through something don't mock him don't make fun of him don't judge him give him mercy amen christians are some of the best i'm gonna use the word best because i want to encourage you in a negative way is that even possible we're some of the we're some of the best at trying to pull you know, specks out of our brother's eye When we still got a log stuck in ours Amen we're, we, we can be very judgmental people not, not in Oklahoma, hallelujah But one of the islands in Hawaii is very much that way I won't say which one, hallelujah But we're, we, we judge people You know why we do that? A lot of times, it's not always time But a lot of times it's because it's, it's because we want our brother's problem to seem more significant than ours and we want his trouble to be greater than ours but in this season if we pour out mercy on them then we'll begin to receive mercy in our life and mercy simply is you receiving something you didn't deserve amen so whenever we're going through these things and we're seeing God begin to bless us we need to understand that we cannot mock our brother as he's going through something verse 17 but on Mount Zion Mount Zion speaks of the government of God there will be those who escape and it will be holy and the house of Jacob will possess their inheritance get ready look at somebody and say get ready you better get ready I'm telling you things that have been held back in this season God is going to begin to bring into your life now something very significant we find out about inheritance in the scripture it comes to sons and sons in the scripture, if you read Galatians and, and, and Romans, where it talks about what we cry, Abba, Father. And it talks about now we're sons. We're no longer slaves. We're sons. That word son is not just speaking, it doesn't speak of a male. It speaks of humanity. But it's a little bit deeper than that. It means one who's mature. The word child in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 1, that word child is the word orphan. And the word orphan doesn't mean homeless or fatherless or without inheritance, it means immature. So whenever the immature one, even though he is the owner of everything, he is, no long, he is no different than a slave. But when he becomes a son, when the father sees his maturity and that he can handle what the father wants to give him, he brings him in and partners with him and releases inheritance. So when it talks about inheritance, it's not just talking about you getting it in the same state of life that you're in right now. God is requiring us to grow up. And if you're going to receive your inheritance, you're going to begin to be, have to be one who is mature, being able to handle what God has given you. And, and, and one of the marks of that is knowing that God's not giving me all this stuff so my life can just be easy he's giving me things as a partner with him in his kingdom to expand his kingdom so what God brings to me is not actually mine is his to begin to use to distribute and to, for expansion of his kingdom does that make sense today? so he says here <coughs> then the house of Jacob will be a fire and the house of Joseph a flame but the house of Esau will be a stubble Esau, real quickly I'll define him for you Esau was one who sold his birthright. He traded something eternal for something temporal. All right? So don't trade things that are eternal for things that are temporal or your house will become a stubble. Don't smile at me on Sunday morning. Amen. Let's don't be like Esau and sell our birthright for just a little bit of stew that's going to satisfy us for just a moment. Let's be people that understand the value of the things that God has given us eternally. I'm not just talking about salvation. I'm talking about the inheritance that he wants to bring into our life to fulfill our purpose that will last in eternity. All right, last thing. Go to the book of 2 Kings. Everybody doing okay? <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Second Kings, we're going to just start with verse 9. <clears throat> it says that when they had crossed over, Elijah, Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for you before I am taken. And Elisha said, Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. And he said, You've asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. As they were going along and they were talking, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, which separated the two of them. And Elijah went up in a whirlwind. Elisha saw it and cried out, My father, my father. The chariots of Israel and its horsemen, and he said, and he saw Elijah no more. (coughs) Then he took hold of his own clothes, and he tore them into two pieces. And he took up the mantle of Elijah that had fell upon him, and he returned, and he returned, and he stood (coughs) by the bank of the Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell on him, and he struck the waters, and he said, Where is the Lord? The God of Elijah, and when he and also and when he when he also had struck the waters, they were divided here and there, and Elijah crossed over. This is so powerful. There are new mantles that God is bringing into our life this year, but you're not going to get them just because, just because, right? Now look what Elijah did. Now Elijah, when it's all said and done, Elisha. He did twice as many miracles as Elijah did he, you know, when he, 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 he did so many awesome things Even after Elijah Elisha had died And they, they put his bones in a grave And they were coming to bury another man And the army was coming And they said we ain't got time brother We love you but we can't give you a proper burial So they just throwed him in on Elisha's bones And when his body hit Elisha's bones It raised him from the dead Right? Y'all know the story it raised him from the dead He crawled out and he ran, ahead, ran on back to town Whenever we're seeing this Elisha-type anointing that God is wanting to bring on His people, it's not just so that we can say, I've done more than my my mentors did. I did more than my fathers did in the faith. No, it's not that. It's the process of how we receive. And there's going to be a passing on of mantles in 2017 that we've not seen it like this before. There's going to be anointings that are going to begin to pop up. And I told our folks in Kailua, I said, God is going to begin to identify some of you (coughs) as gifts within the body of Christ and you thought you were just called to go to church but God's going to begin to raise some of you up as apostles, prophets, evangelists pastors and teachers God's going to begin to raise some of you up as businessmen You've worked in a business. And God gave me a word for one of our men. You've been working in a business all these years. And now God wants to give you the business. He said, there's no way I can see that happening. I'm just an employee. I said, if you let God be intentional in your life, you'll begin to see God unfold this thing. Some of you are in those same positions. You said, I've I've just been working here. I've just been doing this. I've been just coming to church. I've been just serving God in this. And God's going to begin to raise you up and give you a new mantle." see before Elisha was ever Elisha the prophet he was Elisha the servant and for 20 years he poured water on the hands of Elisha Elijah washed his feet, washed his hands how many of you want that ministry? I'm called Pastor Steve, I'm just called to wash your feet and wash your hands brother not too many people signing up for that what I'm hearing the Holy Spirit saying that out of great servanthood God's going to be bring great anointings God's going to begin to use people that religion says oh they can't be used I see God moving us from a place to where there's going to be more emphasis on the church than there has been the five-fold ministry come on now We've been saying, oh, you know, we got to go see the apostle. We've got to go see the prophet. We, you know, it's all about our pastor. You know, I'm an evangelist, whatever. You know, it's all about the five. No, God's eyes are coming in on the church now. And those that have been just setting, but you've been faithful. You've been doing, you've been working. There's a new mantle that's coming up on you. And notice what Elisha said. Elisha did not say, my teacher, my teacher. He said, my father, my father. I'm not going into too much this morning. That just simply tells me that he had Elijah's heart. And those that have the heart of the house are going to begin to see new mantles come upon them in the house. Pastor Steve, get ready, brother. Some of these folks that have been saying, hey, I'm here to support you. I'm here, you know, I'm I'm going to help you. You know, I'm just here to hold your hands up. God's going to begin to shift them into places of greater leadership. Make sense to anybody today? Praise God. Three of you. <clears throat> now, look what he did. He took Elijah's mantle and he came to the edge of the water. He wasn't used to this. What did he do? He tore off what he was wearing and he put on a new garment. And he came and he said, This. He said, Where is the God of Elijah? And he struck the waters. He imitated what he saw Elijah do. He he struck the waters and he called, he didn't call on Elijah. He didn't call on this, oh, hallelujah, the fresh new anointing, I have waters part. He didn't do that. He had something new in his hand, but he was not afraid to use it. And he struck the waters with something he had never, ever used before. And as he did that, he called upon the one that was able to cause the waters to part. So what I'm hearing Holy Spirit saying, there's some of you that have never done these things before. You're going to step on the scene. You're going to step in front of a river that needs to be parted. And all you can do is not say, it's not my anointing. It's by His mercy. It's by His grace. Where's the God of Elijah? And God is going to show up for you. So, you know, I just begin right now, just begin to decree over you right now a new boldness in the Holy Ghost a new boldness in the Holy Ghost to begin to step out in front of new rivers to begin to step out and grab new mantles begin to move into places that you've never moved in before or stepped in before I just speak and release that over you this morning in the name of Jesus what I'm seeing this morning Steve is Passion Church has been like a seed that's barely pushed through the ground and God is causing the, the sprout in this season to begin to push through. But it's not going to remain a sprout. It's going to grow up quickly. There's a, there's a growth spurt that is coming. But it's not sheep that God is just bringing you. There's a growth of shepherds that God's going to begin to raise up in this place. Then their branches are going to begin to spread out in many different areas, in many different directions from this house. 2017 is going to be, be a year of, ah, but it's going to be a year of great growth. And God's going to give you the wisdom and the understanding of how to steward fast growth. But not fast growth in the sense of just growing this congregation, but fast growth in the sense of multiplying His church. Y'all stretch your hands towards your pastor this morning. Father, I just release over Steve today. Father, this thing that you spoke over him this wisdom and this revelation Father he hasn't been this way before he hasn't walked this way before he hasn't seen these things yet so Father I just thank you Lord that as he sees them begin to unfold as I see them in the spirit this morning that Father he'll have the wisdom and the revelation to steward it yes prophetically sometimes we we just see pictures and, you know, like a movie beginning to unfold. Steve, what I'm seeing today is you're going to begin to be a spiritual Mr. Miyagi over this house, and you're going to begin to fashion that bonsai tree in a way that the uniqueness of it will be like no other. And it's it, it, it not that God's creating a pattern for others from this house. But God is expressing his intentionality, the intentionality of his uniqueness. He's going to begin to express through this house. And the Lord says that others won't understand it, and some will. Some will just come by and look at it and say, this is awesome. It won't be a thing that's disconnected, but it'll be a thing that's very, very intentionally intertwined in what God's doing, even within the IPHC. And, and it, it won't be a thing that books are written about to duplicate it. No. It'll be something that people get in and catch a, an anointing and catch a mantle and begin to go out and do it. It won't come through a conference, but it, it, the, the relationship factor of this house is increasing. And I just hear the Spirit of the Lord saying that you become weary with relationships broken. People not honoring their words. but the Lord says I'm bringing Elisha's into this house and I'm raising up Elisha's within this house hearts are shifting and changing and the Lord says you don't have to be afraid of them breaking your heart again because I'm the healer there to begin to mend all the wounds and that you're entering into even a more vulnerable state of ministry than you've been in Lord says it's not going to be accompanied with stress because he's the one holding things together. So, Father, I bless Steve, I bless his house, Lord, and what you've called him to do and what you're releasing in this place, God. Father, for what you're wanting to to birth out of this place, Lord God, just to spread, Lord, all over this this region, Father. And I thank you, Lord God, that your intention and the, the design that you in the dna of this house even within steve lord god dear lord that is coming into that position of released. way you can plan a church you've done one very successfully but what god's getting ready to show you is not is not is not pastorally shepherding a community but god is shifting you into a place and i just see in prayer you're going to begin to rip the garment off and god's going to begin to transform you from that that just that pure pastoral anointing into that apostolic man that he created you to be and you're going to begin to see not just people that are hurting and that are needing a shepherd, but you're gonna see purpose in regions. You're gonna to begin to see how God can economically change places and how God can purpose even land and purpose uh, 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 people and communities and towns for the advancement of the kingdom as a whole. So there's a shift. And I wanna encourage this house, you keep your pastor in prayer and Julie in prayer. Because what God's doing in them, he's going to do in you. This 2017, there's going to be a, there's going to be an increase in mantle on his life. Hallelujah. Lord, I just released that over him. Is your bishop here this morning? Where's he? Oh, he just stepped out. He'll be back in a minute. Bishop Thompson, could you come up here with me, sir? And when Bishop uh, Bishop comes in, we'll have him come up too. But Steve, there's something significant God wants to do in you this morning. And with Julie too. Julie, could you just come sit beside your husband? this 2 Kings chapter 2 thing today ladies y'all lay your hands on Julie gentlemen we'll put our hands on Steve Father what I'm seeing in the spirit today is changing the tempo even the cadence of this ministry He's functioned one way, Lord, and he's not going to cease being pastor. No, no. But God, there's an apostolic anointing on Steve's life that you want to bring forth. And Lord, this couple together, apostolically and prophetically, have not seen this. As a matter of fact, Lord, some of the things they have seen, they just really don't like it but God, they've seen what not to do. So Lord, today, I just ask you to stir this couple. And I decree over them today, God, that they're going to hear like they've never heard before. And they're going to see like they've never seen before. And Lord, as you're birthing this thing through them, it's going to conflict, Lord, with some of the things that they've done, they've practiced. It's not been bad. It's been just another ministry gift. But God, as this apostolic thing begins to come forth, God it's going to shift some things and Father, this morning I just ask you, Lord, to give them the mercy that they need. Give them the grace that they need. Give them the insight that they need to shift, Lord. And Steve, Julie, some of the frustration of What you've experienced within the church and through the church that is just, I don't know why these people just do this stuff. The frustration is because you're beginning to see differently. And the emotion with that seeing is going to even be differently. The understanding with that seeing is from a different lens even. And you've tried to filter some of that through the older lens. But the Lord says, no, I'm going to begin to teach you how to filter these things through an apostolic lens. And the Lord says, yes, if I tell you to go talk to somebody and say, oh, you know, thank you for not killing me. Thank you for loving me. Go do it there are going to be others that are going to come to you and say he's lost his mind but they're going to come and say Steve I see what God's doing now Julie I'm understanding it now and forgive me for the way I reacted See, I just see a God cocooning you today He's cocooning you today He's bringing healing and transformation He's metamorphosizing you so Father this morning Lord, this ride they're on, this, this walk that they're in, dear God, is, there's going to be a lot of pulling, a lot of tearing down, a lot of building up, a lot of, uh, Lord, just bringing them into new things, seeing things new. I, I just ask today that mercy be upon them. And Father, I ask that that wisdom and that revelation be upon them, dear God, that as they begin to not just be impregnated, God, but carry this thing to the place of birthing, Lord, I don't see all this happening, Lord, but I know that even even the month of August, the early part of August, is a very important season in their life. Yeah, I see the armor will be laced up in August. So Lord, do this thing for him. The early part of August, God will lace up the armor and you'll walk differently. You won't leave this. This is the very integral part of it. So, Lord, I just bless Steve and I bless Julie today as they're coming into this new season of their life. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He's not one to wear Saul's armor. So Lord, I thank you. He wears yours. And this morning, Lord God, he'll not be afraid to look into things that he's despised. There are going to be some things that you're going to be asked to do that you say, "I don't want to be no part of that stuff no more." And the Lord says, "No, you won't be part of that stuff. You're going to be part of making it new, apostolically." So Lord, I bless him. And I thank you for them. And I thank you for this house that they're raising up these leaders. Here, Lord, this this army, God, this this group, dear God, of of lovers of Jesus that they're raising up in this place, Lord God, that are going to be radical, Father, in a new way. There you go, Lord. Signs and wonders and miracles and Lord, salvation, not, not not by the ones and the twos, but by the hundreds, dear God, and even into a point, Lord, of the thousands, Lord, as they begin to even send missionaries into other nations, Lord, some short term and some long term. something else this morning. I know it's still early. But if you feel called to missions, I want you to stand to your feet. Bishop Thompson, if you'd stay up here with me, sir, I, I, I need you. To, uh, our other bishop, Brother Ely, stay up here with me. All you seasoned men, not old-timers, but seasoned men. If you feel called in any way, maybe to short-term missions or You feel the nation's pulling on your heart in some way. Stand to your feet. No, 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 no. Don't say, God ain't going to get me like that. No, no. You better stand up. God's got something for you. There's some more of you. There's some families. All right, now step out of your seat and make your way right here. Stand right here. Thank you, Father. I'm going to wait just one more second because I know in my spirit there's a couple others that feel the nations. <clears throat> you may not even belong to this church. This may not even be your home church, but you're here today and you feel called to the nations. I want you to stand up. I like that shirt, man. You love your church, huh? Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor Steve, I want you to come up here with me. I want our bishops to come too. I just want us to pray over these. Steve, I hear the scripture. Maybe Joanne can help me find the the text of it. But there's a scripture that talks about that a nation that you did not know is going to begin to run to you. Isaiah 55. I do. She's my concordance. Isaiah 55. A nation that you did not even know is going to run to you the Lord says even Psalms chapter 2 He's going to begin to give you the heathen for your inheritance and the nations for your dwelling and you, you may say there's all this stuff we've got going on we don't need to be going all over the world right now but what God's going to supernaturally and intentionally do is begin to bring finances here specifically to help send some of these to the nations and some of them will go and come back and then some of them are going to go for a season a good season So I want us just to lay hands on them and bless them today. I want to activate that because I believe as you start serving some other nations this year it's going to cause multiplication to begin to come into this house. So bishops and pastors if y'all just lay your hands on them. Father in the name of Jesus for all of these right now Lord, and stand here and say we feel called some way to the mission field Father whether it's short term or whether it's long term dear God we bless them and Lord, we just pray you'd make the call louder and louder in their life. Lord, many of them will have to make decisions to shift and to sell some things or to buy some things, dear God, or to invest in some things, Lord, to move these things around. And Father, I thank you that you're giving them that wisdom that they need and the understanding that they need to do that. And Father, from this house, I decree the nations will be blessed. I decree the nations will be blessed. And Lord, as they begin to send them from this house into the nations, God, that nations are going to begin to be saved, some even saved in a day. God, many are going to be saved, and they'll not go Dear God with just a doctrine. They'll go with signs and wonders and miracles under the apostolic anointing that is upon this house, oh God. Under even that prophetic anointing that is upon this house, God. We release that in their lives. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you this morning, God, that you're raising up a new breed of missionaries. (coughs) Not like the old path, God, but with the same power. (coughs) Lord, with a greater intensity. Lord, some of them are going to need to learn languages, and I pray, God, that you would supernaturally gift them with language, God. They'll learn it easy. It'll be supernatural in their life. <clears throat> would you just stand with me, church, and stretch your hands towards him? This is a significant vein of what God's doing in this church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, I bless them. I bless them. I bless them, Lord. I bless them, Lord. Give these a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost today. A fresh baptism of Holy Spirit today, God. A fresh baptism of Holy Spirit today. Lord, I Woo! Hold oh, and help establish businesses and you're going to help people that have not had money to begin to have money to start businesses. And God's going to give you witty inventions when you're in these nations. You're going to see things that are not working well. Even things that are mechanically not working well. And God's going to show you how to make them work better. And I even see patents coming. God releasing patents to you for the things that He is Going to begin to give you, Lord, even in dreams and wake up and say, "Oh, that's how I fixed that." So, Lord, I thank you for it, Lord, that even this couple, God, they will be short term and they will also be long term. But, Lord, the 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 apostolic missionary mantle, Lord, that anointing is in their DNA. Father, I just thank you this morning, God, that what they're doing, Lord, what you're going to use them to do, Lord. The Lord just says, don't don't think you've got to do it like you've seen it done, because you won't do it like you've seen it done. God's going to give it to you in a new way. Not that the old was bad. No, no. The old was for its season. But what God's doing you, he's going to help you birth a new way. And even in in business, where you are right now, God's going to open things up that's going to bring you freedom. It's going to bring you freedom. Freedom not at a loss, but freedom at 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 an advantage to be able to do what he's put in your heart to do. And you've made a plan, okay, I can work this many years and I can go do that. The Lord said, no, that's your plan. Let me show you mine. You can own this thing and go do it. So, Father, I just release within my brother and my sister today this new thing that you're doing. God, you're changing their glasses. You're giving them a new lens to look through. But you're not only going to see what's in front of you, you're going to see what's before you. Holy are you, Lord God. Holy, holy Lord, holy, holy are you, Lord. want to share with you what I'm seeing in the spirit and I feel like you need to study this out so you know how they operated, how to coordinate but I see helicopters God, God using you with some helicopters bringing goods into places and I saw these huge helicopters that had these big cables on them and they had these things that were attached they were bringing supplies in and they were landing them and they were going back again and getting supplies and they were landing them again and I saw these cities that were totally devastated like with bombs. That had been cities that are broken down. People that are that seem to be uh, living just in dire poverty in places that used to be very prosperous. And I, and I hear the Lord saying, actually three places. I see, and I don't know the name of the country. If I saw it on the map, I could see it. I could, I could show you which one it was. But it's a country just north of South Africa. And then I saw in Central America God's going to begin to use you and then these cities I saw that were torn down were in Europe so God's going to use you as a global coordinator of his kingdom as you begin to say okay Lord what do you want me to do this time and you're going to go there for a season and then he's going to pick, pick you up, he's going to put you here for a season then he's going to put you here for a season and the Lord says this thing may look like it's too big but just let me stay in one place and do this thing but let the Lord as the years unfold, unfold this thing for the creativity that is in you, sir, the, the, the ability to fix things is to intensify. I saw you with inventions. I saw you looking at things that were not working properly and say, if we move this boat to this place and we put this on here this way, it would work so much better. And God's gonna supernaturally begin to show you how to make things work better. So as you're seeing these things, these things start unfolding for you. Don't say, oh, Lord, what are you doing? Say, okay, God, just give me some more. Give me some more. Understanding that when God's doing this, he's saying, I'm trusting you to steward what I'm bringing you. And since there's a gift on your life, I see you you laying hands on sick children, and they're getting raised up. They're being healed. So many diseases being healed. So many young children that are being healed. And I see some of them you're praying for, and their bellies are big from malnutrition and as you heal you pray for them they're healed and instantly their nourishment fills their bodies and they're totally restored so father over this couple these things that you're doing with them even the handling of your word the preaching of your word the sharing of your word will go hand in hand to lord bringing communities and cities and regions of the nations lord into alignment with your kingdom so I bless them and I thank you Lord for releasing what you have for them to do in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name someone here this morning you're supposed to go to the doctor and something with your head you've been having some really bad headaches and some pains I just want you to know right now God's healing you not to be afraid that what you're thinking is not what's happening. God has released, I just released that. Who is that today? You've been having some terrible, terrible headaches. You've really been complaining. I think I need to go get this thing checked out. Come up here. <clears throat> Glory to your name. Glory to your name. See us come stand with you this morning. Lord, I just release that healing in her today. I command these headaches to stop. And I, I just thank you right now, God. Her, her head, Lord, her brain, the areas, all that's involved is coming into alignment. And what I'm seeing, and I just have to describe it like I see it because I don't know any medical stuff or terms, how to, how to term this, but I see almost like there's a fluid that's not being able to move. Like it needs to move, like like flow. There's, There's some tension. And the Lord says that's being relieved even right now. God's healing you. So, Father, I just call this body into alignment, this head into alignment. I command these headaches to stop and for total healing in her right now in Jesus' name. Total and complete healing. healing someone's hand. There's a young person that's got a, a bone broke in your hand and it's been messed up. God wants to heal that totally and completely so it doesn't hinder you from what you have in your heart to do. Who is that? You don't have to live with it. Lord I just release your healing into this hand and I speak to these bones that need healing and I say bones line up according to the word of God be healed and be made whole you're not going to hinder this young man from doing what he needs to do I speak strength into this hand to the muscles and the tendons Lord the, the where it was broke it's, it's, it's kind of grown in a way and his hand has become used to this thing and His muscles have been trained differently even. So Lord, I bring them back into alignment to what they're supposed to be. I speak restoration into this hand, even the grip and the strength. I speak restoration into it, Father, he'll be able to do what's in his heart to do. So Father, thank you for total healing. Lord, your word tells us that, that your word, it is healing to our bones. So Lord, just release that totally and completely in Jesus' name in Jesus name even down into the wrist there's some tendons that have been uh, been damaged so Lord just release that right now in Jesus name total healing you'll you'll have full function of it Lord in Jesus name in Jesus name do something you couldn't do how's it feel better yeah amen totally and completely healed in the name of Jesus you'll be able to do what's in your heart to do with it. bless you man hallelujah so Lord I bless this house I bless what you're doing in this house and Lord I thank you Lord that you're you're raising the water level here Lord you're raising the people up in this place dear God to another to another level Lord and Lord the enemy's been trying to trying to Lord uh adjust the wind but he can't adjust the wind so Lord I thank you that the sails of this house is catching the wind and it's is, is picking up that speed that it needs Lord holy are you Lord worthy are you Lord God All over this young man today Lord I just thank you for blessing him Son, I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying over you, stay focused. Stay focused. Don't, don't, don't get distracted with things that, that, that are trying to distract you right now. Stay focused. Because God's sharpening you like an arrow. And you're not, you've not been put in a place just to be there, but you've been there to make the difference. You've been there to be a voice. Not to be an ear, but to be a voice. Raise him up, God. There's a prophetic anointing on his life. Lord, use him. Use him, God. that he won't pull to the background, but he'll step into the forefront, Lord God. And he'll begin to say, this is what the Lord is saying. The Lord says, don't worry about being popular. Don't worry about people liking you. Don't worry about fitting in. Because I want to make you the pressure among your peers. I want to make you the one that people look to and say... I want to be like him. He follows God with all of his heart. So the Lord says, don't try to fit in and don't try to don't try to uh, don't, don't try to make people like you cuz God said this is a year of favor. I'm going to make them come and say, "I want to be around this guy." You won't have to compromise. You'll raise the standard. And the Lord's been dealing with you about raising the standard. I just hear the Lord saying, forget those things that are behind you. And press on towards the mark of the prize of the high calling that's in Christ Jesus. Forget those things that the enemy's trying to bring against you. The Lord says in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, period. So Lord, I just lift this thing off of my brothers. And I thank you, Lord God, he's going to run like he's never run before. And Lord, all that baggage folks are trying to throw on him, it ain't going to stick. Because this man's heart's after you. He loves you, God. And you hear his cries when he prays. You hear his cry when he worships, Lord. You hear his cry when he's just thinking about you. Give him the nations, Lord. Give him the nations. I bless him today, God. I bless him today, Father. I just hear the Lord say, I'm pleased with you, man. I'm pleased.